you're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey guys, this is Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how was your weekend? It was pretty chill. I could use it. Like, obviously, guys, we have an episode last week. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. <laughs> I was tired. My housewarming was last weekend. It was just really busy, and I just wanted some time to mm-hmm. rest. So this weekend, I didn't really do anything. Plus, this entire week, I'm about to be out of town. Mm-hmm. So I really just want an opportunity to watch some TV, relax, do laundry, get my mm-hmm. house back together, which it pretty much is for the most part, and just, you know, have that time. Chill with some friends yesterday, went to a cousin's softball game, like real just low-key stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I went out of town with my best friend and her family um, for her grandmother's funeral, so I just got back, so I haven't really, outside of that, I haven't really done much um, this weekend. But you long. are preparing, preparing, Lord, <laughs> preparing for a large trip scene. Ain't you going to Thailand? Oh, yeah, the end of the month. See, y'all? She international. <laughs> I'm going to try to hide her suitcase. <laughs> well, it's a long flight. I'll be dead by the time they get there. <laughs> You'd be like, girl, pack snacks in here. <laughs> I would be dead. I mean, like, first of all, I would be dead. <laughs> what do you think? You pick up your luggage, you're like, what's that smell? Oh. I would be Well, dead. we have a layover. So. I would be, what's the first one? The first layover? The first flight. Oh, it's like 13 hours. Dead. <laughs> like I said. So, no. I wonder how it looks down there. Like, could you potentially weasel out and stretch your legs? <laughs> down there with the luggage. Uh, Cause don't some people put their pets down there with the luggage? Yeah, but I don't think for thirteen hour flights. Well, yeah, true. And I don't even think I still. I don't know how that works, but I just don't. Cause I know, like some people flower their pets on the plane, and then some put them under there. But I'm sure there I is a flight like, distance restriction on that. If I had a pet, he would have to be with me. Yeah, cause I mean, <laughs> people be having birds. And like small dogs in there, but I'm sure like if the dog is larger, they have to put it under there. But I do wonder now if there's like a duration, a duration restriction on how long you can have your pet down there. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. All right, guys. I'm gonna keep on media to uh, uh I'm gonna keep it brief. Mm-hmm. Frankly, all I see is just more. Violence and just uh, icky, icky, ickiness. So, mm-hmm. you know, I pray for families and friends who are having to recover from losing loved ones this mm-hmm. weekend. There are three different shootings. I learned of the third one just earlier. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, honestly, I don't have anything to say. I don't think anyone does at this point. Yeah. What do you say? Um,. Nothing. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like, what can I say? Yeah. Same conversations happen. Same inaction continues. Mm-hmm. Don't know what it's going to take. 
Yeah. But it's definitely a blessing to get home every day safely. Honestly, sure. because it's at any moment, at any place at this place, at right. this point. Now having three back to back in three you know what I mean? cities. It's like, like you just you just don't know. So, so I need them to just start saying they're terrorist attacks because they are. Right. And that's another thing. At least acknowledge it from that point. They won't even do that. Right. So it's just it's exhausting. Yeah. And it's draining, I think, for everyone to see, let alone people who are impacted by it right so um i'll do a few updates asap rec rocky um has been released so he talks about how it's been very difficult for him and it's been a very humbling experience Mm -hmm. so we'll see how that pans out after his you know court date and everything like that Mm -hmm. and then r kelly was denied Bail in his ongoing um, sexual abuse case. At one point in time, he was like missing. Yeah. <sighs> Lordy B. He used to stay right there in jail. Right. Just stay there. Like, he's not a flight risk. Right. But mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he just stay right there. And then ever since then, the one sassy girlfriend, uh, uh, I cannot think of her name right now, mm-hmm. has been wilding on Snapchat. They need some help. Yeah. And like I said, when he is found guilty and is in jail, and they need to figure out the next steps of their lives, Mm -hmm. I do hope they start and get some help to Mm -hmm. get themselves back together. Yeah. To get normal. I don't want to say normal. To get adjusted back to, like, real world. Because they're not in this space. They won't be in a space where they're just taken care of. They will not be that same lifestyle that they have been living. Right. Honestly. Right. Okay. Um congratulations to Lil Nas X. He has the longest running number one song of all time. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> right. Who would have thunk and it? And done remixed it twice then. I'm People not saying he's gonna keep remixing I'm like, I think three. I mean twice is enough. I think it's enough. I think yeah. you let it run its course. I think on his E P he has some other catchy songs that I'm sure could gain traction from him as well. Mm-hmm. So, congrats to him. Mm-hmm. And boom, chaka boom. <laughs> and then, oh, last thing I want to talk about and move on to TV mm-hmm. is that, as we know, Insecure is not coming back this year. I know. It'll be next year, which Ugh. we don't like. I know. However, season four will have. 10 episodes mm-hmm. instead of 8. Yeah. So if we could just get episodes to about 45 minutes, <laughs> then we're really talking. It's so, going to be hard not having that to talk about because it's just, it's such a good show to talk it about. It is. It's so relatable. Yeah. And then I like the podcast with um, Friend. Mm-hmm. Um, Crystal. And Crystal too. So I like that too. Mm-hmm. So... It kind of sucks because that was like definitely like a summer, summer thing that I feel like I everyone was waiting for. We yeah. were all we don't have that. I don't feel like we have a show right now that ties like everyone together this summer. Not yeah, really. Not that I, can I feel like Insecure that. really tied like Black Twitter. Like boom, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, we was all here. Then. Right, and I don't feel Either like they're debating, talk about it, or something, whatever. right? Yeah. And I don't feel like we had that, so yeah. that's very weird. But I'm definitely 
looking forward to season four. Um, and have you, and kind of taking us into our TV, have you watched the Black um, Black Lady sketch show on HBO? Uh, no, not yet. I, haven't I might either. watch it tonight. Same. I've heard mixed reviews. Mm. I've heard, like, while people enjoyed it, mm-hmm. they didn't find it funny. Uh, okay. I've seen that more than I found it funny. Hmm. So I'm curious. Right. So I'm curious. That's at least on my timeline. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if I watch it, if I think it's funny. I think, and the thing is, even if you don't think it's funny, just like one person said, she was like, I still found it entertaining. Yeah. She just didn't laugh like she thought she would. Hmm. I wonder if it's because, and this is not necessarily a bad thing, but I wonder if it's because like they got too deep. Which it means it can still be entertaining, but like they have been saying, maybe just not as funny. Because it's like, yeah, I feel you, girl, but I might not be laughing at it. Right. Like, you can still <laughs> enjoy it, but it's not like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you guys follow Spice Adams, Shanae is addicted to doing this laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and I, she gets the side eye from me every time. Cause like I it like, comes out. Here's the thing. I that was Spice. it was gonna come out and like I didn't even wasn't even trying. <laughs> I know it's just there now. <laughs> but he has that little <laughs> laugh. And I love Spike. That makes but she me just laugh. be doing it to everything. I'll be like, all right, girl. Because it makes me happy. <laughs> Can you allow me that? Yep, you do that, and I'll pop them. No, that's two different things. <laughs> it makes, I mean, legit, I like popping gum. Well, <laughs> do what you do, just not in my house. <laughs> and moving on. So, um, moving on to TV before we get to our question of the week mm-hmm. and topic. Bravo moment. I really been focused on Potomac. And so, this last episode was another good one. Mm-hmm. So, um, basically, we're still in that whole Michael and Ashley, his court case and the sexual assault. Yeah. In this episode, um, the case was dismissed. Mm-hmm. And they did, like, a public interview on the news to just kind of say what happened. Mm-hmm. And in his um, interview, he talked about how... He brushed up against him, and he maybe he thought he thought that oh. it was grabbing. So he wasn't saying it didn't happen at all. He was saying that there was a moment where he was trying to get past him, and maybe that's what he took. Mm-hmm. So the point is, the women, him not saying it didn't happen was all those women needed to hear. Because mm-hmm. they're like, well then, so technically, he's saying that it's not not true. Right. And they already want to paint this man to be gay, or paint mm-hmm. him to be a beer, which I've said before. Even if her husband's attracted to men, that doesn't mean he's not attracted to her either. So I just mm-hmm. hate how they are viewing this right. either way. Plus, it's reality TV, so while I'm always like, won't y'all just mind your business, technically they're paid not to. Do you know what I mean? I mean like, if everyone was minding their business, it wouldn't be a show, and we yeah. wouldn't be watching it, and I wouldn't be talking about it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like enough is enough with this topic. She loves her husband. She's staying with her husband. Leave it, it was dismissed. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So Ashley was upset because the women thinks he's guilty. She felt like they never even tried to talk to her about it. They just, in their minds, knew he was guilty. Mm-hmm. And so at Robin's, that's not her husband, her ex-husband, current lover, I don't know, <laughs> birthday party, mm-hmm. where he was very affectionate. They were kissing. I was like, oh, wow, he like you, girl. Mm-hmm. So I feel like 
part of the reason I feel like Robin gets so slammed is because on TV, he never seemed like he into her. Now, we know that the cameras are not there all the time. Right. Or maybe he don't like the cameras. Mm-hmm. But... He do know they're around, mm-hmm. and it would make her to me make her look crazy. It looked yeah. it looked very one sided. Yeah, I know. Like, I always knew that he probably do have feelings for her, but it just definitely looked one sided. Mm-hmm. And this episode's like, oh, look at y'all, look at the love, <laughs> right? That and affection in public. Right, it just makes it clear. So I was like, thank you for not making <laughs> her look so crazy. Mm-hmm. But at his birthday party. One, Michael came, which they weren't expecting him. And he was being friendly, keeping it light. Mm-hmm. Um, and Giselle, who was very messy and sometimes too messy, is mm-hmm. like, oh, you free? Case been dismissed? And they looked at him like, really? Like, <laughs> Oh, my goodness. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> So she don't know when to quit. I'm curious to see how this will continue. Because yeah. at the end of the episode, they released unreleased footage. Uh, Bravo did this on Housewives of Atlanta as well. And I'm not liking this. Okay. To me, they're trying to continue the story. The producers are. Now, we know it's reality TV. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I somewhat liked about Housewives is it's more realistic than like um, like Love and Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. There's not as many storylines. The mm-hmm. storylines are somewhat their lives. Certain scenes or trips may be forced, but like that's their husband, that's their marriage problems, that's the yeah. case, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it makes you feel like it's not so fake. Not a stage. Right. Know? But when they start doing this whole unreleased footage, mm-hmm. it's like, so what are y'all trying to do? Like the producer show, what are y'all trying to do? So trying basically, right. So basically in the footage, because it wasn't just camera, it was more audio. So to me, that already makes it sus. Because mm-hmm. if you're not going to show the actual scene where we can see. Mm-hmm the words come out their mouth, to me is already sus. Because you can manipulate audio clips too. Yeah. And, and go back and read you voice Go over, back. And you I've can, seen them do Right. And you can arrange certain... So basically, there was a scene um, and you can hear the audio of a man being like, stop, don't do that. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Basically trying to seem like that was the moment. Mm-hmm. Him like, relax, have a beer, relax. Mm-hmm. So to me, making... To me, making him look guilty. Yeah. So then after, after that, the case is already over. right, <laughs> right. Because then my thing is, this was a person who worked for the production company. So then, to me, isn't that evidence that you would have used yeah. in the case? Because that means that's your employee. You so you would have released that, that. For your right? Employee. So that's what makes it sus. One, yeah, I don't like that. Then two, on Twitter, some of the housewives was talking, and they were saying. One of the guys that was at the party was like, that scene was me and I'm not the cameraman. Oh so don't God. know what the truth is, but it's making it, it seems like they trying to make they it. trying to make it more than what it is. Right. So we'll see. I'm sure that specifically will be addressed at the reunion. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be a feisty reunion, child, because a lot has been going on mm-hmm. and a lot has been said. So I'm excited for that. My favorite New York Housewives is ended for this season. They're just the best to me. Mm-hmm. No words. I just love them. <laughs> I think one reason I've said this before is because they have the arguments, but they make up faster. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's like a perfect balance of like the drama and the fun. Yeah. Sometimes with the other shows, the drama goes too far where it's not even entertaining anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, we didn't It's like, all right, right. Y'all done went to so many brunches, dinners, <laughs> talking about the same, yeah. the same situation, the same issue. And it's mm-hmm. like, like each other again, please. Mm-hmm. Or at least... Find a new fight. 
a new problem. Right. So that's my Bravo moment. Okay. Um. So married at first sight. Oof. A lot has happened. So let's start with um the ten years a single couple. Um. They've had sex now. Um, basically, okay. they have been like the happiest, most stable kind of couple this season. So I don't have much to say about them. But like, um, she threw a, a birthday gathering for her husband, and they was feeling after had sex, whatever. Then um, she got sick the next week, and he was taking care of her. And she was just like, she's feeling a, a very comfortable place now, and like. Has, is bringing her walls down, blah, blah, blah. So they're in a good place. Um, the other black couple um, with the virgin, um, so last week's episode, they had a gathering, and um, they had sit, they sat food and drinks and things out. But it seems like how they treat their friends when they come over their individual houses when they weren't married is a little bit different. So, like, the husband, when his friends come over, he's like, you know, what's yours is mine. You can have anything, you know, drink whatever you want, have at it. All of this is replaceable. Like, you're my family, essentially. Right. When her friends come over, they know to only eat or drink what is out and sat out on the counter. So, they hadn't discussed that. Um, and when they had their friends over... The guy's friends, the husband's friends, he they went in the fridge. They was doing what they do. Right, and drank some of this lemonade that she loves or whatever. And she was just like so pissed off and so disrespected and had such an attitude. And she compared it to them going in their room and going through their underwear drawer. And she's he's like, that so is not the same. dramatic. Yeah. Um, he's like, that is not the same at all. Like... Bring it down a couple notches now. I feel like they could just meet in the middle. Like, it can be a place where they ask before they go in the fridge and drink something. And you could just blatantly say, nah, you can't have that, period. But he's just like, I'm, he wasn't willing to put as many restrictions on his friends as she is comfortable with. So I think that's going to be an area that they have to talk through. Um, but on the very next episode, his grandmother passed away. So... They kind of like put that to the side because in the whole grand scheme of things, that's not important. Um, and so she was just, you know, being there for him, comforting him. Um, her mom even came over to comfort his mom because um, they kind of going through a rough patch there. Um, so that's that couple. Now the basketball um, player, well, yeah, the ex-basketball player and his wife. He left the house one day at 2 because mind you he's like starting his own business so he doesn't have like a 9 to 5 2 p.m. he left the house at 2 p.m. and he told her and she's a teacher so a middle school teacher so she gets off around like 3 3 30 um and he told her he's going out with friends so she like all right cool you know do your thing so she home working out whatever and then like 10 o'clock rolls around and she like texted him like what time you coming in he don't respond so after a while, like, she keeps texting him. He's not responding. So then she starts calling him. And then after a while, like, either his phone dies or he turns his phone off. Because you know how, like, it stops ringing when the phone is off. So then it's, like, it jumps to, like, 2 in the morning. And at this point, like, she's crying because she's legit concerned. Um, so, like, she calls her dad. And she's just like, why is he doing this to me? Like, what is happening? Um, he left his ring in his 
nightstand. So, you know, that starts sending. When he come back? He didn't come back till like 5 p.m. the next day. What did he have to say for himself? He said, oh, you know, when I hang out with my friends, we just be doing stuff. And he was like, I didn't plan to be out that long, but I just crashed on my homeboy's couch. Unacceptable. <laughs> right. Unacceptable. <laughs> Unacceptable. Right. First of all, un- I, 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 unacceptable. <laughs> and his excuse for the ring was that, because he plays basketball with his friends, he thought that they were just going to work out and he was going to come back home. And he doesn't work out in his ring. Obviously, and so his plan was to just come back home, but then they went out and did everything, blah blah. So that's why he didn't have his friend with him. Unacceptable, <laughs> unacceptable. Here's the thing you go out, mm-hmm. I feel like if you're living with someone, right, just on a respectful level, so they aren't concerned yeah. for your safety, yeah, you let them know when around the time you get home. Mm-hmm. And, like, your phone dies or something. Mm-hmm. Someone else has a phone. Right. And in 2019, most of us is walking around with a charger. Right. Or a an external yeah. charger. Like, we have something. Mm-hmm. So, like, even people like, oh, my phone died. <laughs> yeah, sure it did. I don't even believe that. <laughs> and, but this is my thing, though, too. If your phone died and then you fell asleep on your homeboy couch, he don't have an outlet? He don't have a charger? That's what I'm like- saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's bull. Yeah. Bull. Yeah. And so did he apologize? Girl, he did apologize, but I feel like she forgave him too easily. Uh-uh, she was just like, "I don't mind you going out and staying out late, but you need to communicate." And he was like, "Okay, I get it." And First of all, I have to be honest. I don't know if I would like if my husband was going out. He leaves out at two p.m. and don't come back till five in the morning. <laughs> Right. I don't feel like I would like that unless right. I knew it was like someone's birthday or right. a special occasion, Not like just weeknight. a random weeknight. You and out till five a.m. She didn't go to work because she was so concerned. Like she called out of work because she was so concerned. All now day. I'm missing work because you out here hanging with the guys. <laughs> right. Absolutely not. Right. Um. And so the therapist came in and like really Sorry. like talked to him and was like, you know that her mom just dropped. Than her and her twin sister when she was younger. So she has problems with abandonment. Leaving someone like that, especially someone that has problems with abandonment, is like almost the worst thing that you can do to them. And that's why she's like bawling, skipping work, because she's going through it. And then she, he kind of like got on her too. She, and he's like, don't just be forgiving him. Like, that's unacceptable. You should have, like, I just think that even if you didn't have abandonment issues, right? Unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely so, not. Yeah. And that was a little... He would got a tongue lashing from me. Right. Yeah. Me? Yeah. So, that was their kind of little tip and stuff that they got to work through. It's like, him just... You're not a bachelor no more. You can't just... And she was like, I want you to... Even if you fail, like, she's like, I want you to come home and spend the night here. Like, that... I think that's, that's perfectly normal <laughs> right. and respectable. Right. So... They got to work through that, him not acting like a bachelor no more. So, last um, couple. Why do you get married? It's like, if you still want me out all night. Uh, yeah. I mean, what's... what's And not communicate. And like, not communicate and stuff yeah. like that. Get a job. <laughs> so, last couple with the daddy's girl. Woo, Lord. They have been going through it. So, and like, they have had multiple fights. And sometimes... I feel like they're just picking fights. So um, the daughter, when they were going through the process, she said she was like, 
a sales executive at her dad's company. Well, it turns out that she didn't start working there yet. Um, her She didn't have a job, and her dad is hiring her as a favor. And her husband kind of looks down on her for that um, because he's like, that's nepotism. Like, he's like, you don't have the the skills to technically have that job, but your dad is just giving you that job or whatever. And so um, she was like, well, anyone can get a job that they don't necessarily have the skills for. They just might be a fast learner. She's like, pretty many people have jobs that didn't go to college. And he was like, well, then you go to college and then drop out. And she was like, yeah, because it just, it didn't feed me. I'm a free flower. And he's like, exactly. <laughs> so it started with that. And then it like snowballed into so much more because like they kept attacking one another back and forth and so like he was like we don't have enough sex and she's like we've had sex like four times this week and it was within a seven day time period and she was like the only reason I told you no is because I feel like I got a UTI because we're having so much sex and like then she's like and plus you just have basic Caucasian sex I was just like oh, my what kind of okay so my co I didn't know this was the info <laughs> My coworker told me about this comment, and I was like, "Ain't they white?" <laughs> yes, but and, she looked like a white girl that'd be messing with the brothers. And, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Uh, actually, it's so funny. My coworker told me this on Friday. <laughs> so I said, "My friend keeps me updated." She was like, "Well, girl." Yeah. And she was telling me that I was like, she could have said like vanilla sex. No, she said Caucasian sex. Like, what is Caucasian sex? <laughs> That's why I was like, I didn't whatever know. sex you were having prior. I didn't know that is an insult among white people. Y'all let us know. it. <laughs> but she's not saying it in a good way. Right. So it's the tone. Right. She, said, I don't know. she clearly said you have basic Caucasian sex. Basic. And was like, ugh. Like, so that's what I'm saying. So even it's like taking the Caucasian out of it, which right. I still think that's weird because I feel like what your freakiness doesn't have to have nothing to do with your race. Exactly. Um, but... She said basic and did the uh, so it's like basically she's saying he's boring. But then yeah. my other thought is, it's like, if you felt that way, why are you not communicating that with right. the moment or saying right. you like more of this and now mm-hmm. it's coming out mean? Right, right. So he, that night he left, he took his cat and everything. I guess he went and stayed at his old place. I don't know where he went. But he I'm went. done with this. Come on, Fluffy. <laughs> Let's get out of here. I won't be insulted. <laughs> you get my nerves. So he left, came back. Um, one of the experts, they like did an emergency thing with them because they were just going so hard. And like the expert was like, y'all, y'all will have disagreements, but do not leave the house. Like don't do that and abandon one another. So cool. They were talking and walking the dogs and apparently she brought something else up and he started walking quickly with the dogs and she felt like he was dragging her dogs. And so that sent her off again. So she was like, she started packing the bag and she's like, I gotta go because I need to be in a different environment, a positive environment. He's like, well, the experts just said we're not supposed to leave. If you leave, we're done. Like, I'm not doing this no more. Even though the experts had just told him also not to bring up the divorce word anymore. He said, I'm done. And so she decided, okay, I'll stay in the room. You sleep on the couch. And he was like, well, what about my toothbrush? She brought a toothbrush up there. He was like, here, and you sleep in your drawers anyway, so you got your night clothes. So <laughs> he slept on the couch. She slept in the room. And then in the morning, she still felt like she needed to leave and clear her head. Um, and he was like, well, I still don't think that'll solve anything. So then they started talking, and they were just like, 
they have to learn how to not lash out at one another because then he asked about the sex comment and she was like I just said that just to say it I guess even though I still feel like she didn't I, say I, that I didn't, to just say that right um and so they started actually talking through their disagreements and like the whole career things I think I think he can still have that perception of her but if she's a hard worker and she could do the job then cool um but they just really need to talk with one another about you know their perception of one another and get on one page as far as how often they having sex and all that kind of stuff um because and even like they both have agreed that they don't want to have kids but they are both still lying to like their parents they're all lying to their parents saying that oh we're just gonna wait a couple of years even though they've agreed that they don't want kids so it's like they just gotta not let other others perception of them influence them and also come to some common ground on all of these things that they've been arguing about. So I think four times a week is pretty good. I mean That's what I thought. They be too. saying we don't even be having sex. They be talking about millennials don't even be having sex like that. And four times a week I think y'all doing pretty good. Beats my record. You so annoying <laughs> So they they've just been having a lot I don't see them staying together after all of this. But they've just been having a very, you know, they've been the couple that has argued the most, to be honest. But so we'll see where they go. Um, I'll just do a quick update on life after lockup. Um, the black woman with the white guy who like has given her a car and like his arm and leg and money. Um, we found out he on drugs, and so she's like, I don't know if I want to continue to date you not only because you've lied to me for the three years that we've dated but because she's like if you're caught with drugs I can literally go back to jail and I've been in jail for 10 years and I don't want to go back um and he's like well see this is why I didn't want to tell you because everyone just leaves me and that's how I end up back on drugs and blah 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 so they got to figure out their stuff and then the other um guy that has the girlfriend and the wife she went to a lawyer to get divorce papers and then drove to Michigan, yeah, to see him because he's on house arrest, so he can't leave the state and just introduce him to his newborn baby. And she was supposed to show him the divorce papers, and but they didn't want to talk about it around the kids, so he was gonna call his mom to come over to hang out with her grandkids, and then he was like, and I'll take you to dinner so we could talk about it. And so she was like, well, I wanted us to spend time as a family. I don't even want to go out to dinner with you. And he's like, well, how about let's just get a divorce? So that's essentially what he wanted to bring out, bring up on at dinner. But she thought that he was just trying to take her out on a date. <laughs> so she brought the papers. So I'm guessing next episode they're just going to sign it since it seemed like they both on the same page. They just got to figure out the situation with the kids at this point. Um, but that's pretty much all on Life After Lockup. They about to start a new season of all new couples. So we'll see how that goes. And then tonight is the finale of Euphoria. But. Well, I did get caught up on that. Mm-hmm. And once again, the show is super weird. <laughs> I'm so sick of Nate. Somebody. I need him to like. Take him down, please. I'm tired of him. Yeah. You know, I felt like um, Ruth's friend was trying to be protective of her by saying, like, mm-hmm. stay away from them, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he do, you know, cause police on him. But I feel like. 
um, he gonna come back to Nate. Like that's not finished. Yeah, I hope. Cause you messing with his money now. Mm-hmm. So I feel like now you made more enemies. Cause my whole thing is, he could uh, uh sick his uh distribute uh that nutball. <laughs> Skullface man. Oh, yeah. Sick him on him. Oh, yeah, he crazy. Because he's scary. I'll be like, I'm not. (laughs) So, he need to sick him on him. Yeah. Like, he the one who got all your stuff ruined. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because Nate something just needs to knock him out. Like, just something. Just something. Because he's just all. Even the dad said, like, I don't know who you got away with this. I kind of wish you didn't because you're not going to get it. Right. So it's like even the dad know his son's a nutball. Yeah, he know he out of control. Something needs to knock him down a couple nuts. So then, um, so then Kat, Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like that guy who don't show his face like that, like he's somebody around them. Yes. Like he's not some random dude and like, you know, what's... Wisconsin or something like that. I feel like he's somebody. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious to see what that is. Mm-hmm. And then with Rue and girl, what is the girl's name? Her Jules. best Jules. Yeah. I see why Jules is lashing out and drinking. Mm-hmm. She, you know, went along with the story that is not true. Yeah. To and she's get kind of upset. You know. About she, yeah, she's upset. Probably feeling guilty and everything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I personally feel like when he's like threatening her, I kind of feel like instead of me going to police, mm-hmm. I would have went to his dad. Mm-hmm. I kind of think I would have did that True. because I had had relations with a father. And I'm mm-hmm. gonna tell you right now, I would go to him and say, Get "Your son mm-hmm. is blackmailing me." Because we met on a dating site. I did not know it was him. He is blackmailing me. And I'm going to let you know right now. If he tells something about the pictures or conversations we had, mm-hmm. I'll be telling the police about the relations you and I had. Because the dad at the car was like, I'll do anything. Yeah. Please don't ruin my family. I feel like I would one-up it and tell him his dad say, get your son in order. Because he messed it up. Or if I'm going down, you going to jail, <laughs> and your life is ruined too. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would have did that instead of uh, corroborating that story. Yeah. But I know she probably was just scared. And mm-hmm. and he's like kind of a psychopath. He looks crazy, so I get it. He he's always choking up his girlfriend. Right. He always getting people one-on-one at night. Like, I get her fear to be like, but I feel like I would have one-upped it. It would have yeah. been like, keep playing with me. Tell your son to back off me and my people. <laughs> right. Or I'm going to the police about you. Yeah. And your son was trying to blackmail me. So right. what you trying to do? <laughs> So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Okay. So let's just get into this. Questions of the week. So we have two. So we'll start with the one. It was like, would you rather live your life with ever having a best friend or live your life without having a romantic partner? Now, I told you how I feel about when y'all don't answer the question. <laughs> okay. So Reese said, I'd be cool with either, but I'd rather be without a best friend if the other choice means I had no one to have sex with. I get it. Ebony 2008 without a best friend I currently can't claim any of my friends as my best friend I feel like if I was her I don't I always think that when people say they don't have a best friend but I've seen them with a bunch of friends I'm like, it's like does anyone feel but maybe they don't their her friends don't feel that way about her either I don't sure. know um, but to be without but to be without my husband just the thought makes me uncomfortable so it's not like her husband is her best friend so you're right yeah. then you got Africa Wilkins okay. What's life without a ratchet best friend? The universe can have that romantic partner. Um, I am score 
M girl uninterrupted. I'm gonna have to go without a BFF. Someone says, "Don't make me answer this." I told you I'm my phone jump. <laughs> Tay Renee say, "Romantic partner, even though they are the one and the same with everything aligns for me." Uh, joy, joyful. Oh, joyful locks. Huh, that's cute. <laughs> Bye, BFF. So for me, I'd probably be like Tata BFF because I do ultimately. Mm-hmm. You know, if I meet the right guy, I hope that it's friendship as well. Mm-hmm. So true. I I chose without a romantic partner. What? I'm very surprised at that. Really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't know why I said. I don't know. I just figured you would be like Bob BFF too. <laughs> now you make me feel bad. <laughs> why? Because <laughs> I was gonna dump you. You weren't gonna dump me. <laughs> Ultimately, that's what this is coming down to. <laughs> that's fine. Moving on. <laughs> then this week's was, what is the most annoying question that people ask you? So, curls and cocktails. Oh, her name is cute, too. You don't want kids. Teddy Renee, what's your real name? That's just rude. <laughs> Reese Peace, why do you want my... Okay. <laughs> why do you want my baking info? Like, just shut up and let me scam you. <laughs> um... Africa Wilkins, you look Nigerian, Egyptian, where are you from? Regular, regular Central Jersey, our group here, my ancestors were more than one shipped over. It's Kells, how do you get your hair curly like that? Water. I honestly, I was thinking about this and like, I don't really know what my question would be. I get annoyed when people be like, well, this doesn't happen as often anymore, but people used to ask me all the time what I was mixed with, like all the time. You don't look mixed. I don't think I did either, but people always used to ask me that. um, I can't think of anything else, but people always used to ask me that. It drove me crazy. Mm, I'm trying to think, what's the most annoying question that people ask me? I I don't know. Mm. Um, I know when I was younger... And even to this day, people... Well, sometimes it happens, but it happened when I was younger. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, do you know the character, Shanene? Because your name... You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> seriously. That's insane. Like, what the heck? Seriously. <laughs> that is a question I got asked a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. And it actually happened... Mm, probably not that long ago with some random dude. Actually, it happened not that long ago. I was doing a site visit at a hotel. He, he you know, we exchanged names. He was like... You know, do you watch Martin? Like, I knew what it was. <laughs> and I just was sitting there looking at him like... Like, sir. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. And who don't know what Martin is? <laughs> like... Okay. Oh, I'm surprised you do, sir. <laughs> right. By the looks of you. <laughs> so that probably is all I can think of. I don't know. Actually, as I, as I do the whole dating thing, I'm trying to rev back into that. Don't ask me why. But when people like, so why are you single? Cause y'all suck. That's why. Like I don't know. I hate that question. Cause like, what am I supposed to say? Yeah. That's annoying. Why I, are you? Cause I've dealt with too many of y'all trash. Because ones. I haven't met the right person. What else you want me to say? Like what? Yeah, that is a hard question. But okay. Um. So our topic for today, and I might butcher the name of this test, but y'all will correct me. Um, we both took the Enneagram test. It might be a Neogram. Who knows? Um, and so we're going to discuss our results. So, Shanae, you got a well, one. What is it? 
So, I didn't know what it was either. So, oh, okay. Sorry. Um, so, it's similar to a personality test, but I feel like it's a little bit more specific because I can't remember how many questions it was, but it was like 14 pages of questions, though I feel like you can get through it relatively quickly. Because, um, Shanae, you only took like five minutes, right? Maybe. I still felt like it was long. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that you could do it kind of quickly, but it just helps you determine your personality type. But I like it because there are, like, wings within each type because, of course, like, no person on the planet Earth is the same. Um, and so it's, like, a personality type, and then it also has a wing for, like, it tells you what you lean towards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like it because I, thanks to Sharif, follow people um, on Instagram that like they post things about like which each of these personality types would typically think or feel or like what they even say to one another and so I've always felt like "Mm, this is pretty accurate and so I thought it'd be cool for us to take the test so Shanae you got a one wing two and I got a two wing three so I'll read um, for type ones first so they are the reformer Perfectionist, 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 yeah, perfectionist, responsible. <laughs> I was like, you said it right. What I couldn't say it perfectly. Um, responsible, fixated on improvement. People of this personality type are essentially looking to make things better as they think nothing is ever quite good enough. This makes them perfectionists who desire to reform and improve. Idealists who strive to make order out of omnipresent chaos. Ones have a fine eye for detail. They are always aware of the flaws in themselves, others, and the situations in which they find themselves. Wow, wow. (laughs) Why is this reading me for filth? (laughs) This triggers their need to improve, which can be beneficial for all concerned, but which can also prove to be burdensome to both the one and to those who are receiving, who on the are who are on the receiving end of this one's performance. Did the Lord make this? <laughs> what is this? And so I want to read um, this. It's one thing that type ones are typically thinking about. And it is, why is it hard for people to follow the rules? Which I feel like I've heard you say many times. <laughs> I mean, I am. I'm definitely a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely type A. Mm-hmm. A part of me really aligns with structure. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't understand. A big part of me is very logical. Yeah. As emotional as I am, mm-hmm. I'm very logical. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely not as black and white as I used to be. Mm-hmm. A little bit more gray, but I'm still very much so, like, yes, no, mm-hmm. wrong, right. Mm-hmm. So I am often like, why can't you just do what you're supposed to do? Right. This next part was hilarious to me once we found out your number because this kind of relates to something that you said before we started recording today. Um, so their realist... Was this the right sentence? Uh, yes. Their, um, rel- they, the relentlessness of their pursuit of the ideal can make one's tense people who have a hard time relaxing and who unnecessarily deny themselves many of the harmless pleasures of life, like sexual freedom. Oh, because I... Okay, so guys, <laughs> earlier... How funny is this? Wow, that's really reading me. So earlier, I was talking about, like, I personally... And I have grown in my viewpoint of this. Yes. Like, if you listen to earlier episodes, 
I am not that shit anymore. Right. I truly don't um, judge, because I definitely did. Mm-hmm. I don't judge people in their sexual choices, choices or yeah. frequency. It's really more the frequency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in a past where I would pass judgment, mm-hmm. growth people, growth. <laughs> so, the thing about it is, I can't do like the whole like casual wham bam whenever I need it just go get it mm-hmm. I think a lot and all I can think about is disease <laughs> or exchanging um or being with someone who's like a nutball <laughs> so it, it prevents me from being like hey I want it let me just go out there and get it mm-hmm. which I think most women could agree and men it's not that hard to find someone to have sex with Mm-hmm. Um, but I just can't stop thinking about like disease and what if they're crazy. Right. So I just can't. I just can't be out there popping it. <laughs> <laughs> like I got to know. I got to know. I got to know a good deal about you. <laughs> so that would prevent me from ever being like, "What's up?" Like I just can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just. I'm trying to explain this, y'all. I, I just. <laughs> just not casual. <laughs> I'm just not casual. It's like I need to know. I need a full test. What's your credit score? Like, what's your trauma? Are you crazy? Like, I got to know so much before I'm even mm-hmm. interested. So mm-hmm. that goes with that. <laughs> I think a lot. Um, so the next thing is what pushes one's buttons? Things being done the wrong way. Yeah. Slackers. Yeah. And then criticism because they're hard enough on themselves already. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know if we have criticism, I can take it. Mm-hmm. Typically, if I don't agree, I don't agree. Mm-hmm. But if I agree, I can admit that. Because, like they said, like, I am my worst critic. Mm-hmm. So I know my flaws very much so. Right. So if someone's right, I don't have an issue saying, yeah, I am like that. Mm-hmm. But if I don't agree, I will not agree. And right. so then people will think I'm being defensive, but yeah, I just don't agree. Right. Um, the next part is how do others experience one? And so it breaks it down into the good, the bad, the better. So the good is healthy ones are people of the highest integrity and reliability. They show concern for improvement and are highly responsible. The bad. If ones are in the trance of their style, others feel criticized, inferior, and defensive in their presence. Ones can procrastinate if their chance at the outcome will not be perfect. The better. Ones grow by learning that imperfection is a part of perfection. They learn to notice what is good and to turn down the volume on their critical mind. And so you're a one with a two wing. So one with the two wings are warmer, more personable in, in, in imposing their high standards. They may be more forgiving of shortcomings, I can't read today, in others. Um, these ones are more engaged in activities of social change than others. They are more emotionally available and can show more frustration when disappointed by others. So it's like, in spite of you wanting perfectionism, you're not forcing it on other people. Like, you're more understanding. Which I, I feel like that's accurate. Mm-hmm. I feel like that read me for Phil. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now let's read mine. Um, so I'm a two, and so I, we are the helper. Um, helpers who need, need to be needed. People of this personality type essentially feel that they are worthy insofar as they help to, or as they are helpful to others. Love is their highest ideal. Selflessness is their duty. 
Giving to others is their reason for being. Involved, socially aware, usually extroverted. Twos are the type of people who remember everyone's birthday. Wow. So There's so many times where she'll... Yeah, so-so's birthday. I'm like, who is that? And what does that have to do with anything we're talking about? She definitely remembers dates. <laughs> um, and who go the extra mile to help out a co-worker, spouse, or friend in need. Agreed. Twos are warm, emotional people who care a great deal about their personal relationships, devote an enormous amount of energy to them, and who expect to be appreciated for their efforts. They are practical people who thrive in the helping profession and who know how to make a home comfortable and inviting. Helping others makes twos feel good about themselves. Being needed makes them feel important. Being selfless makes them feel virtuous. Much of twos' self-image revolve around these issues, and any threat to that self-image is scarcely tolerated. Twos are thoroughly convinced of their selflessness, and it is true that they are frequently genuinely helpful and concerned about others. It is equally true, however, that twos require appreciation. They need to be needed. Their love is not entirely without ulterior motive. Do you feel like that's true? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Most moms accurate. Um, and so mine was, what are you for? What are you, you thinking about? And it's, I just want them to like me. And then you feel that's true too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm, I've learned something. <laughs> and then shoot, I lost what I was reading. Where to go? Where to go? Okay. Um, and then, um, what pushes two's buttons, not letting me help you feeling needy with unmet needs and then feeling unappreciated. What, what do others experience? How do others experience twos? The good others love twos capacity to be loving, giving, intuitive, caring, generous, and energetic. The bad unhealthy twos can be smothering, demanding, and manipulative. When they finally feel undervalued, they can explode. Accurate. Um, the better. Healthy twos are in touch with their needs and know how to nurture themselves as well as others. These twos are able to give in a balanced way. They can bring out the best in everyone around them with no ulterior motive. And then I have a wing three. And so two wing threes are um, more aware of how they are seen by others. They depend more on external validation and are more outgoing. <clears throat> they are not afraid of being in the spotlight, not accurate, um, and at their healthiest, they are saintly with no expectations of acknowledgement. So most of mom's accurate, just that spotlight, spotlight part, that ain't true. I got the worst stage fright on planet Earth. Why? Because that's so accurate. I mean, you've had it forever. <laughs> I know. I like, no. Nah. You've had it forever, too. It's never not been a time where you, like... You, you freeze, we talk about this. Yeah, I'm like, you know, the flight, fright, or freeze. I'm a freezer. She this freeze. She like, just goes, oh! <laughs> like, someone doesn't see her anymore. And I always be yelling, like, why are you just stopping? You gotta, like, what are you doing? Mm, I'm a freezer. <laughs> oh, goodness. Can I tell y'all a story? At my house warming, his mom she froze. <laughs> so the zipper on my dress, you know how, like, the zipper pops open, but it's at, like, the bottom, so you have yeah. to work it way back up. Mm-hmm. So that happens. So when you're in the, my dining room, which in hindsight, we should have went upstairs to my bedroom. It was, like, 40, 30 people in my yard. And you got two in and out. Windows. windows open. Like, But I'm not thinking about that. So she's getting the dress, but it's easier if I 
take the dress off. <laughs> so at this point, I'm in my diner holding my boobs <laughs> while she does the dress. First, then she says something like, oh, the window. And I'm like, oh, God. I didn't even think about it. So I'm like running over while she's still fixing the dress to shut the blinds. And then you couldn't do it, so I had to. And then I couldn't do it, so then she went and did the other one. All right. So now I'm like, okay, no one can see me. So we're still, she's still fixing my dress. And my cousin and his girlfriend walks in, which out of all people to walk in, I'm glad it was them. Right. So his girlfriend is like, I'm getting my cupcakes. Who cares? <laughs> and my cousin goes, oh, I'm going to be outside. Like, he walks in and walks right out. So he's like, ooh. And so I'm like, moving, chopping my dress up. City just like, stop, drops, and roll. Like, it's a fire. I was like, what are you doing? She literally just like, no, it's on me. She just drops to the floor. And I'm just standing there, like, holding my dress up, like, so that's the moment where she just stops. She just be like, nope, just freeze. I'm like, what are you doing? So, I do feel like yours was accurate. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, because the whole spotlight thing, do you feel like you like it, but you get nervous about it, or you don't like it at all? I don't like, like there's, it. there's no truth in it at all? I don't like it at all. How are we supposed to, You. what about our future career here? How are we supposed I'll figure it out. Okay. I have to make sure I pee before I go on stage. So I just feel like. Because I won't pee myself. We're walking red <laughs> carpets, we're being interviewed. Just always make sure I pee. Even if I say I don't gotta go, I just gotta Even pee. Even when we're doing functions, like how are you gonna manage that? As long as I pee first. We have a lot of big goals here. So I, I just. just pee first. We gotta just get hone in on that. Because you can't freeze. Right. We, we gotta get a coach. <laughs> we get uh, more money. It's alright. <laughs> so I just wanted to wrap it up with the common stereotypes for each of our numbers. So for number one, um, the common stereotype is that you're rigid, that you're a clean freak, and that you're critical of everyone around you. Still read me. <laughs> Still and read me. The common stereotype for me is that I'm needy, I have selfish motives, and that I don't know how to ask for help. Selfish motives? Yeah, so it's saying that I get pleasure from helping, helping others, and so I might do it for my own. And not necessarily, not saying you don't want to help, but it's more like I like the feeling of. Right, right. Okay. Right. You and feel like that's accurate? No. Because I was about to say, I don't feel like you have selfish motives. Well, that's why it's a stereotype, because it's not true. Well, my stereotype is kind of. <laughs> people do think that. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like I'm rigid. Mm-hmm. But, like, for but people me- think that, so whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, like, rambling my mind. It is a stereotype. That is what people would think. Well, this is the funny part, because, like, I think there's a big break in how some people see me. Um, so, like, I think, like, family and some coworkers, they don't realize, they don't see this part of me at all. Like, they're, like... You do everything on your own, like, you get things done, you don't need nobody else, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but that's because this is work, like, I don't, y'all don't need to know about me. (laughs) But I think, like, my close friends see that more softer, caring side of me that other people don't get to see. But I also feel like the softer side of you, that took years for you to, like, admit that you were, at least with me, because I've known you a Mm -hmm. long time. That's true. It took a... As open you are now, mm-hmm. you were not this open even right. a year ago, honestly. Right. That's true. So you were always sensitive, but like the average person wouldn't know. Even your friends wouldn't know, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took me a minute even to see you cry. Oh, yeah, that's true. I still don't be crying in front of people. 
Well, if I cry in front of you, that means we were a fool, basically. <laughs> I just said it took a long time before I even saw you cry. Like mm-hmm. now, I don't feel like you have an issue, but like right. it took a long time before we saw you like shed a tear. Mm-hmm. Like I have friends and family members that have probably never seen me cry. That probably and I'm a pro- I'm pretty much a crybaby, but <laughs> like I got like people who have known me since like I was little and have never seen me cry. I just cry whenever, man. <laughs> whenever it feels, I just let it flow. <laughs> but like I have in this may have been like years ago i have noticed how i will like manipulate my like i guess neediness i but i i worked through that and was like mm, i don't like that part of me and i changed it but i like did know how i could do it in the past i just i don't do that anymore because who got time to be doing that but um that's gross so I, yeah but i think that could maybe have fed into the stereotype mm-hmm. of my personality type of like being the needy one that always, you know, needs caring for or something like that. But I don't feel like you that needy, but I also see I don't think I'm needy either. But <laughs> I be feeling like I'm needy sometimes. I feel like <laughs> well, if that I mean, makes I feel like unless you know articulate it to me, or maybe it's the type of relationship. Maybe yeah, not because I'm like because I just feel like I think in romantic relationships. I think in romantic relations, yeah. I can see you being more needy. needy. Mm-hmm. Certainly, I still don't think it's excessive. See, I be thinking it's excessive, so I be pulling back. <laughs> I've never dated you, so I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know if you actually needy in relationships because I don't because I because like I learned like. You as a friend, you as a romantic partner are, are different. different. Yeah. Even with me, like I'm me, much more of a smotherer. Um, me in a friendship, I'm like a lot more. Um, uh, it's very weird. I'm a lot. People wouldn't think this, but I could be very submissive in a relationship mm-hmm. to my detriment. Mm-hmm. Not as much anymore because mm-hmm. now I feel more comfortable. But in a relationship, I would actually be sometimes. Not opposite, because I still was very caring, but I definitely didn't speak my mind as much as I will in a friendship. Mm. That has changed. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you, therapy. But I definitely, I think people be surprised because I'm so, like, in your face. Mm -hmm. But in a relationship, I wasn't. Yeah. I definitely... Yeah. I let things slide too much. Too much. Yes. Hey, let's talk about it. (laughs) I let things slide way too much yeah i didn't articulate how i was feeling yeah and i kind of just made it all about the person mm-hmm. and i, I, went I feel like us as women have a tendency to like in relationships we're different in the way that benefits our partner i agree yeah and that's and I not definitely, necessarily a good way to be but i feel like women just have a tendency to do that i agree and I definitely did that. I definitely yeah. don't do that now. Right. But I, I definitely did do that. Mm-hmm. And so, with my stereotypes, I want to say the critical thing. I definitely was very critical. And I'm not as critical now. Mm-hmm. I'm a lot more open. Try to meet people with understanding and empathy. Mm-hmm. And acknowledge. And I say this all the time. Like, sometimes, like, you do not have to understand something to give respect and to not give judgment. That's true. And I think sometimes people get lost and like, I just want to understand. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you may not because you're not in that mindset. So an element, you know, you could understand, but like, to me, you have more empathy than understanding. Mm-hmm. To, an ex- to some degree, mm-hmm. you may not ever really get it because you don't feel that way. Yeah. And so sometimes <laughs> I think people get caught up on that. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm like, just have empathy to just be like, if I ever felt that way, I could see why you feel this way or you do X, Y, and Z. Right. And just leave it at that. Right. So I definitely try to lead more with empathy. Because mm-hmm. I definitely was pretty critical. But it comes from me being a perfectionist. And frankly, the critical, the criticism and stuff like that will start with me. And then, so it's not even like I don't it's not like I didn't treat myself that way the mm-hmm. same way I was treating you or him mm-hmm. I was treating myself with right. the level of criticism right. or judgment it yeah. was the same I wasn't giving myself a break right right yeah um which I had to give myself a break mm-hmm. and I have to give people a break mm-hmm. yeah but I'm definitely um I don't feel like I'm rigid well, it's so. a stereotype, so it's not a definition. It's how people make. I know, make I know, I know, but I'm just like, like I'm in my mind, I'm like, because everything was pretty darn accurate for me. There was not one moment where I said that ain't me. Like you had like a couple was like, yeah, and I even yeah. agree. Like I don't know, but yeah. that one and the one with the two was pretty darn <laughs> Shanae. Like, I yeah. gotta... And, I, you know, I should've... We should've, like, tried to guess which one you were first. That would've been fun. Because I, I didn't even look at the other frankly, one. Frankly, I would've read that and said that was me. The first <laughs> line was, like, perfectionist. Right. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> that is totally me. Right. I definitely appreciate structure. I mean, I'm an event planner. Right. My and career it's funny because, like, is the, like based off of my personality. The Instagram I follow, and this wasn't necessarily accurate for this year, but for the 4th of July, it was like, what are you doing for the 4th of July? And for ones, it says having a perfectly themed 4th of July party with outfits for the family. And it's and like, that, that is not me. <laughs> that is me to a T. Everything I do has a theme or color scheme. Right. Unless I won't do it. Right. And it has to be carried out through right. every flipping detail. Mm-hmm. I want you to know, I be tired of me sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, you be like, why am I like this? Even my husband. That was such an exhausting thing. I'm like, I ain't never doing this no more. <laughs> but I'm totally having an autumn harvest party in like the end of September. Because it's like early in a weird way, you still love it. I still love it. I still still love you're a thief <laughs> you're such a thief look I'm such a host I can't stop <laughs> it's my strange addiction I can't stop hosting events <laughs> I already had the color scheme for this autumn party oh, like I already know what I'm going to get the tablecloth mm-hmm. I already know what my invitation going to look like See? I'm crazy y'all <laughs> but I have great parties and she does <laughs> And great food. <laughs> accurate. Very accurate. So, guys, y'all should take it and let us know. Yeah, I think if y'all are accurate as ours were. I mean, like Shanae said, one or two of the things about me weren't necessarily true, but it, it was, was pretty, pretty spot on. Yeah. So, I would definitely take a minute to do it. I always think it's fun to do these quiz with a friend or with a romantic partner mm-hmm. but you could possibly learn a little bit more about somebody yeah and I also feel like it helps you to um communicate and have dealings with them better like if you yeah. know that that's a soft spot or mm-hmm. that's a thing for them you can that's maneuver. why I like that this had the good the bad and the better and like how to be a healthy version of your number right it's not saying to not be you right it's just saying to lean into it in this way to make sure that you're being the healthiest version right. of yourself, which I think, you know, is all that we advocate for. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all 
Alright guys, so let us know your results. We'll um, put a link to the test um, in the description of this episode. Always pay attention to our Instagram throughout the week for content that we post Good Girls Behaving Badly. Email us if you have any topic suggestions, stories, anonymous or not, questions, anything else at goodgirlsbehavingbadly at gmail.com. And make sure you rate, like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend, let us know what you think about the episode, etc. As always, this is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week.